boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy, Mike. I hope y'all are having a wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thanks to everyone in the chat who's been holding it down. I appreciate all the early folks coming out. I'm going to say what's up to a few people real quick in the chat. If I can pull up the comments here. Bosa, what's good? Thanks for coming out, bro. Ray, what's up, bro? Thanks for coming out. Uniquely Mutated Morphs, thanks for coming out. Rob, thanks for coming out. Wifey Takar, thanks for coming out. Who else we got? Derek, thanks for coming out. Chip, what's up? Thanks for coming out. Byron, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank y'all all for coming out. Uh, looking forward. We're going to have a great show tonight. we got the homie Dre from DW Exotics. Uh, real quick, weekly reminder, please, 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 if you're involved with this hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, please make sure you're supporting U.S. Art and support U.S. Art Florida as well. U.S. Art is the organization which uniquely advocates for our freedom and to responsibly keep reptiles and amphibians. Uh, they are out there fighting for our rights, and so we need to support them. The link for U.S. Art and U.S. Art Florida is in the description of this video, and it is also in our link tree. Please go out there and support in any way that you can. So without further ado, I want to bring the homie, Dre. What's good, man, brother? What's going on, man? What's good? What's good? What's good? So Not much. It's been a hectic day. It's been a hate today. It'd be like that sometimes, man. It'd be like that sometimes. I feel like the universe know Thursdays for me be be super busy. So I feel like it, it just try to throw everything at me on Thursday just to uh, yeah. get my strength up. And I have to, I have to fight them off. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> Monday through Wednesday is usually pretty slow. But like that Thursday is like the week is just beginning for me. So it's like the last like two hours. It's just been nonstop. So I got off work late. You see the little one in the background. Yeah, so you got the little Dilla, one. Yeah, dealing with her. Mom about to come take her ass back. Like I told you, I'm about to take a little pause in a minute uh, for a quick second just so I can get her in the car. But her alone is good. Tired, but, like she, she back there planning out the, the new setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah stuff. Come here, all right. Get so you say she, stuff, you know. she's two? Yeah, two. Two nice. going on 20. <laughs> Yeah, I remember those times, man. Cherish them, cherish them. How many kids you got? Just got the just one. Just got one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I got two. <laughs> cherish those times, man, because uh, I miss them. And sometimes I get baby fever, but I'm not gonna start so over. To say hi. What's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? You happy <laughs> we don't got lizards here. We got snakes. <laughs> <laughs> So real quick, man, uh, introduce yourself, tell the people about what it is you do. Yeah, so Dre, uh, DW Exotics is my brand. DW, a lot of people didn't know this, but DW, those are my initials. So Dre Williams Exotics, so that's where that comes from. I literally just found out people that know what that stood for like recently. So it's that. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, basically what I do is I'm just uh, at this moment, I'm a collector, keeper, uh, you know, many exotic snakes. Um, 
I, I, I have 16 snakes total, a couple of lizards as well, but I like the real advanced, you know, kind of crazy stuff most people kind of stay away from. Um, but what I focus on mostly is just educating people, trying to help them get over their fears and their learning, learning about them uh, myself, uh, you know, is always something I learn. Um, and then I, I am looking to get in, get into breeding a couple different species I have here in the future. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, that's what's up. Well, I definitely want to jump into that. Oh, what yeah. got you into exotic animal keeping? Um, honestly, so when I looked at home, um, so it's kind of, it's a cliche story. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up front with you, but like, you know, when I was a kid, I was, me and my brother were those kids. We was outside. We were always picking up stuff, looking for what we could get. Um, and then from there, I got my first job at a uh, pet store. And the pet store is kind of really what uh, what, sprout, uh, what sparked it. Um, my mom was like, yeah. You know snakes coming up in here so um, you know i got i got heavy into the lizards and from there i actually started breeding bearded dragons that was like my first project so i did that for a little while it's cool um but shout out to all my bearded dragon breeders because there's no easy feat that's a lot of work um and in my opinion it's more work than breeding snakes because they take up so much room um i mean then from there i just i just never let i never let go so you know once i moved out and i was able to get my own snakes you know it just kind of went Kind of went a little crazy, um, but you know, nothing that I can't handle. So that's just that's where that's where we at. So has it always been DW Exotics? No, no. So I went through a couple name changes. So before Beauty Dragons, so I've always had the same account. I've started it over multiple times. So before even the Beauty Dragons, when I was sixteen, I was breeding fish. Um, I was breeding oh, some cichlids. So I had jaguar cichlids, Cuban cichlids. <laughs> Um, things like that. So my original name was Cichlid Junkie. Um, so yeah, my original name was Cichlid Junkie. So from there, after I got out of breeding fish, it turned into Midwest Beardies. Can I start breeding the uh, beard dragons when I'm in the Midwest? I'm in Ohio. Um, and then from where it went, it, from there, it went to Midwest Exotics because I got into uh, into more reptiles. Um, and then once I got out of breeding dragons, it got into DW Exotics and um, the only thing I tweaked on his name was I uh, just changed the way I spell exotics, but now I see everybody's doing it that way. Um, so that's that's where the name changed. Yeah. Nice. So let me let me pause real quick. Her mom just got here. I'm gonna run her outside. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. This what's up. You go outside. All right, come on. Say what's up to a couple folks in the chat. Wiz, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Chill. Kevin, what's good? Thanks for coming out, bro. Raw, thanks for coming out. Yeah, I definitely got to do the billy roll, bro. I got to do the billy roll. And I got to make the sound when I put my hand to the camera. Um, I definitely got to step my game up. Keys, what's good? What's good, fam? 
And Keith, y'all still going to Valdosta this weekend? Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck was that shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, fam. Thanks for checking it out. Lakers Pythons, what's up? Thanks for coming out. If you're new to the chat, please be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification bell. And if you're not blue, let me know so we can get you blue. So you can help moderate the channel. The Billy Roll. I'm glad you made it here, and I'm glad you made it here safely. Thanks for coming out, Nicole. I got you, Blakers. And I will get alluring. Yeah, I heard the music, too. I thought the same thing. Nicole, are you still coming to Valdosta this weekend? If y'all haven't, please go check out our first non-podcast YouTube video. We we cut we cut our first clutch of the year. It was OD Inchy Lemon Blast Pie male. We paired him with a Inchy Lemon Back female and one of the babies pip yesterday. And so we went ahead and cut it. We made our first non-podcast YouTube video. So please go check that out if you haven't. Make sure I smurf everybody. If I don't get you right now, we'll get you in a little bit. Sorry about that, I'm back. It's all good. One second. All right, so I just got a few people. I get everybody else um, after the podcast. All right, so what all species did you keep again? You got a oh, lot. I keep, I keep quite a bit. Yeah, I got, uh, I believe I got six boas. One, two, three, four. And you got different species boas too, like different localities. and. Yeah, uh, I got one BCC. The rest are BCI, but I got my big, my biggest snake at the moment, Luther. That's my common boa. Um, I got an arabesque I just got, an IMG. I got my poker ground red tail. Um, I got a yellow anaconda, uh, the emerald tree boa, and my motley boa. And then I got green tree python, blood python, carpet python, white lip python, retic, berm, ball python. Um, 
and then I have a Mexican black king snake, a scaleless Texas rat snake, and then I do also have a beaded lizard, Mexican uh, Gila monster, and a dwarf caiman. So I got a little, little bit of everything. Yeah, you got a little bit of everything. You just rattled off almost like every rip just kept in <laughs> captivity. Try to, try to keep it diverse. You try to keep it diverse, you know. So because these are all animals that growing up, uh, you know, would read about them like I don't know, as a kid, my parents used to buy me in reptile magazines. And I remember seeing the green tree python. I'm just like, yeah, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Not as a kid, I always thought they were venomous. So once I got to the point where I'm like, oh, you can get those. Oh, they sell them here. And so I talking to more and more breeders and I purchased one. And each and every animal, I literally handpicked like specifically one after that one uh, because I was just like, it was something about it that I liked. And here we are, 16 snakes later. So the different species have different husbandry requirements. Um, they eat no different schedules, different prey items, different prey sizes. So what's your method to, to like track all that and keep everything straight? Um, see, for me, I do I do things a little unorthodox. Some people don't you know, agree with it, um, but it, it works for me. And it's not a permanent thing. It's something until literally I get all the upgrades done and everything like that. But pretty much... Um, I make sure everybody has, you know, the right temperatures and humidity as they're supposed to. Like for the anaconda, um, she has a bigger water bowl than everybody else because obviously they're semi-aquatic. Um, carpet python has, you know, climate branches and everything like that. Um, so as of right now, nobody has heat. And the reason for that is because I'm in, in this facility. There's a window right here and it gets way too hot in here right now for the summer. So the first like couple of days I had everybody's heat on, but it got like way too hot. Reptiles were too hot. Like, um, what was it? One of the, my burn, his warm spot was like 106. I was like, whoa, that's way too hot for a burn. Yeah. So I basically unplugged everything and the room itself, like I said, I know not a lot of people like this. That's fine. This is, this is how I do it. Um, and again, this isn't something that is my preferred way. I'm just kind of working with what I got right now. Um, but like as of right now, like I'm sitting in a room, it's like 88 degrees. So I don't know if you, so we first got on a call, I was sweating, but I did, I did just turn on the air. But so when I checked their tubs, um, so my boas, I got right now like 86, um, the warm spot and it's, it's working out pretty good, but I make sure everybody's got the water, the pythons, depending on which one it is. Um, I try to see if I can get it a little warmer for them, but they, everybody seems to be doing good. I'm getting whole sheds. Everybody's eating for me. I'm getting, you know, poops and peas and everything like that. So um, I'm, I'm working on that. But like I said, there's a, there's a reason for all of that. And I'm sure we'll get into the whole facility and everything like that. But yeah, it's, yes. it's a task, but got to do it. So speaking of the new facility, so you've been in a new spot like two months now? Something like that. One, Something like that. So... So the thing, this is not my facility. This is, so my brother is also in the reptiles. He's got snakes and, and everything like that. So basically, long story short, when I moved out of my apartment last year, or the year before that, uh, I was planning on moving to another, like a townhome with some more space. Um, but with COVID, everybody just kind of backed out and decided they weren't going to move. So I got removed from the waiting list. So I'm with I'm at my parents' house right now. So that's why the snakes are here, and the lizards aren't. Uh, my mom still like nah, I know snakes. So basically, um, my brother's opening up his own pet store, um, and he's focusing on aquatics and reptiles. And I'm actually 
helping them and you know in return letting me have my reptiles here just until i move and everything like that so i'm just kind of using using this to you know, do my upgrades and everything like that i can come and go as i please um and snakes are doing pretty good but i still can't wait until i get everybody upgraded get everybody back under one roof because it's just a lot easier like i have no problems coming over here but it's nothing like walking into my reptile room and being able to do what i want uh you know working in here while i'm working and, and doing a lot more and i probably would have been on time um but yeah right now i'm just uh housing them here temporarily it's just um once COVID hit, the apartment and housing market just went crazy and everything. Yeah. Like the, uh, the initial townhome I was looking at is like $400 more than what it initially was when I applied the first time. I'm just like, it's crazy. So that's been a long uh, process. So I've been at my parents' house longer than anticipated. Um, so I've been trying to get out of there. It's just been a hassle. And it's either I find a place but it's too high or I find another place and they don't have the space that I need. So um, I'm trying to figure something out. So how is it with like keeping reptiles and stuff um, at different places around there? Like are folks generally open to it or? Uh, most don't really care. I mean, you know, it's not like I, uh, you know, just have them outside and flaunt them around because I don't mind doing that, but I, I particularly only do that for like an event because I'm really cautious about who's around my animals. Um, mm -hmm. And then also you just never know since it's an actual like space and nobody like lives here. I would hate for me to just be out here flaunting it around and somebody tries to break in or something when I'm not here, then, you know, I right. have a real issue with that. And um, so for the most part, I try to keep it, you know, low profile, low key. Um, but when I do events and everything like that, people love them, of course. There have been a couple of times when I've, you know, taken a, one of the smaller snakes or something outside to make a reel or a story or something. and one of the other business owners up here is like, hey, that's cool, and we'll talk about it. But other than that, nobody generally seems to mind. Um, you know, I'm not reckless with my animals. I don't let them just be, you know, out here, just go crazy and, and whatnot. So, but pretty cool so far. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems like it's a good bit of space there. Listen, I wish it was mine. I'd, I'd have it hooked up. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see your brother got a pet store? Yeah, so in the process of opening one up, so you know all these racks and stuff. Um, this is all him. So like I said, he's doing fish and reptiles. So that's kind of like <clears throat> the nature of what we grew up on once we got into animals. So like I said, I started off breeding fish. He's always been into like these big monster fish, and it's funny because we're both into the same animals, but we both have our own specific type that we like. Like he likes saltwater fish. I don't mm. care for it. I'm more so into you know the big you know. Oscars, Jack Dempsey's and stuff like that. Um, he likes, um, you know, uh, retics and, and I have a retic, but he prefers them. You know, he likes retics and the monitors and I prefer, you know, like green tree pythons, blood pythons. I prefer a mixture of everything. So we both have our own unique style. Um, he loves Savannah monitors. I don't care for him. So um, it's interesting though. Um, he's a year older than me. So we both have our own little, you know, different tastes, but it's, it's cool. So out of all the animals you keep, what's your favorite one? I'll give you my favorite snake and favorite lizard. And okay. I'm going to answer this loosely because I love all of my reptiles. But my favorite species of snake, not even just in my collection, but hands down, 
any species of snake in the world is blood python. People look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. Um, but I like, um, I do like the fear factor that they give off. Most people are scared of them because they don't understand them. Uh, mine, I got as a hatchling uh, almost five years ago, and he's probably one of the tamest blood pythons you'll ever see. And um, I like that they're a big snake without getting massive. You get that big snake experience without getting too crazy like a Burma retic. So blood pythons, Kato, definitely, hands down, one of my favorites. As far as the lizards, oof. I got to go with the Gila monster, man. The Gila monster is <laughs> definitely, like the caiman is dope. You know, I got the caiman tattooed on my forearm. Caiman is dope. The beaded lizard is dope. But they both hate me. Um, but not because it's just the way the Gila monster is and just like, just to see him and his setup and he just kind of walking around and they just look so like, it's almost like it's not real. Like I wake up and I'm looking and he just walking around. And he's very actually, He's actually very friendly. You know, I, I have hand fed him a time or two. I know people probably come at me after that, whatever, but I, I have hand fed him a time <laughs> or two and they're not as inclined to use their venom as people think. Um, and that just comes from doing the research. So their venom is more so of a, of a defense mechanism. It's not something that they want to, uh, <laughs> see in these comments. Yeah, she gives you a hard time in the chat. You know, you she's cool. coming for you. <laughs> I'm gonna be in her inbox later talking trash. She she held her green tree python for the first time with a snake hood because she's feeling herself. But um, Man, she rolled out a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, you know, a little. Bit. <laughs> I agree with that. But um, she yeah, just the Gila job. monster, just kind of yeah, just seeing seeing them walk around and just to kind of see how they are and and everything like that is just it's really dope. Um, but I definitely can't wait for the beauty lizard to get bigger. So that, that may change. I, I can never keep my, my decisions the same because all of these animals, man, they are dope in their own way. So it's, it's always a hard question for me, but as of now, the, the blood Python and the Gila monster and the close second to the blood Python, definitely the white lip Python, definitely sure. the white lip Python for sure. For sure. So Actually, I pull, I'll pull a snake out real quickly on a reptile podcast. And I got oh, yeah, reptiles. pull it out. Sound almost illegal. <laughs> I'll put you on the solo. Pull out a couple different favorites on my Instagram. It's my girl. Friends on Instagram named her. We all, we all voted between Nebula and Aurora, Aurora one. So Aurora, this is okay. this, yeah, this is the uh, white lip I, I got about a month and a half ago, maybe. Uh, she's been doing good. She's very, very friendly. So for the people that don't know about my last white lip, I lost him. I had went out of town to an expo and I come back and he was dead. So I got her and she's been doing great. She's bigger um, and she's a lot friendlier. Lot friendlier, but yeah, she's fun to work with. She's not as flighty, nowhere near as flighty, and she's very healthy. So, how, how is the general? Out. I know every animal is different, obviously, but generally speaking, how is the temperament of white lips? White lips, oh, they're usually known to be nippy. Um, I, I usually like to tell people they're somewhat similar to like a colubrid, they're very flighty, they're very fast. Um, but the only difference is. Like I'm not, and I'm not talking like a corn snake or or anything like that. They're more, they're gonna be more so like a uh, kind of like a, a milk snake where they're flighty, but they are not afraid to bite. 
Um, they will bite you with no hesitation. And they are, they do like the musk. Oh, that musk is horrible. Luckily, she's not a big musker. Loki, my last one. Did you get, I was about to say, did you get bit by Loki? Oh, plenty of times. Plenty of times. But he was so small that the bite didn't really hurt. So, like, he never really broke skin. But I, I could feel him biting me, but he never really broke skin. But dude was lightning fast. Um, but they are definitely worth, you know, the shenanigans. You got to deal with when keeping them because they are probably – not probably. They are definitely one of the prettiest things you can get, in my opinion. Um, oh, 100%. That's definitely thing. up there, you know, with the um, rainbow boas and everything like that. Um, so I would definitely love to get, this is a northern or what some people call a golden. I would love to get a southern. There's different locales. There's Manaquari. There is uh, multiple different locales of white lip python as well. So I would love to get one of the southerns. So the Southerns are basically going to be like a darker black and they don't have that gold. So they're basically just going to be black on white. And they have so a what, darker head, but they're just as pretty. What region is that? Like, where is that? Oh, so this is going to be like Papua New Guinea. So literally okay. the same area where the green tree pythons are from. Papua okay. New Guinea. Um, I believe there are some. I believe there are some in Australia, but I could be wrong about that. But they're mostly going to be in that uh, Southern uh, range. Tropical gotcha. rainforest area, but very nice. pretty. Can't wait till she gets full grown. I can't wait till all of my snakes get full grown. But like I said, I can't. I'm I'm just working on them upgrades right now. <laughs> so, out of the species you keep, like what's the most challenging to keep? <clears throat> mm. As far as snakes or reptiles? Either or. Uh, snakes and lizards. Let's go snake and let's go lizard. Well, I'm going to say as far as snakes, um, that's a toughie. Because I don't, I don't, I'm not a cocky person. I don't mean to sound cocky, but I don't really feel like any of the care is really challenging but there there are some that i have that are you know it's a little more it's a little more lengthy than others so obviously my arboreal snakes um i'll come over here real quick so my two arboreal snakes right here the green tree python and emerald tree boa most definitely just because of their humidity requirements um and for the simple fact that they're tree dwellers for the most part so you have to uh, really make sure a lot of people don't really think about it but when you get these tree snakes you have to worry about what perch size you get um that was something like when i first got into green tree pythons i'm like really i just figured you put some stuff in there for them to climb on they cool no because if you get something that's too big and they go to lay on it they can actually flatten and dent their tail which causes issues so yeah oh, i didn't know that. what that's yeah so since they use their tail for a caudal luring so Essentially the same thing, um, you know, when you go fishing and you're trying to lure something, they, that's what they use it for. If that part breaks off, it can lead to a whole new world of problems. So yeah. um, when I got these cages made, I had to be careful. So Venus is, let me pull him out real quick. He's my adult male green tree python. He's about four years old. He is on three quarter inch PVC, which is the biggest that I'll go for him since he is a male and they don't need as a, uh, as big of perch for um there's camera so there he is 
Um, they don't need as big a That's person dope. as the females, because the females get pretty big. So he's on three quarter inch, and then for like a full grown female, most people will go like half inch. So this is full. So he's full size. This is as big as he'll get. He's about four years old, like I said, and he's um he's pretty friendly too. I, I hold him every now and then, but he'll let me touch him. He's captive. Um, so. Nice. Um, that's him. The emerald, eh, not always as, as, as friendly. I'm not taking off your perch, Venus. We're, we're gonna go back, sir. Yeah, he he acts more so like like a berm because he always wants to come out. I'm like, bro. Yeah, he seemed chill. He's very chill. Plus, he just ate last week, so he's like, all right, cool. But any captive bred green tree way better than an, an import. Import as far as handling. Um, I know a, a lot of people deal with the imports simply for like, you know, the breeding, which, you know, that's, that's understandable. I'm not breeding, at least not yet. I got some <laughs> I of those. I plan too. on it in the future. But um, here, this is for Nicole. Here's my emerald tree, emerald tree, emerald tree boa. So I got him as a hatchling two years ago and he's doing pretty good. He's not the nicest animal, but he's learning to be a little more tolerable to me. Um, so I have no complaints about that. Because before, when I would take his perch out, it would take me like 20 minutes because he would be trying to strike and get my hand. But now, as you can see, he just kind of is doing his own straight thing. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing his own thing. And he ate last so week. Does he let as you well, touch him? You said what? Does he let you touch yeah, him? I now? touch him. He'll probably, he'll probably like pop his head up. There we go. Yeah. He's like, all right, who's touching me? <laughs> but he's not as bad as he used to be. Like I did. I did um, when I was actually setting these cages up. He did actually let me hold him, like actually hold him. So, um, yeah. But the reason nobody wants to get bit by these is because they have the biggest teeth of non-venomous snakes. Yeah. So, um, no, thank you. So, I actually got into a debate with somebody uh, last week, and he told me that green tree pythons. Have you been bit by tree uh, uh, emerald tree bow? I have not, and I don't want to. <laughs> I have not, and I don't want to. But I will, I'll, I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. We got a lot of people, I get a lot of people that ask me, like, would you ever take a bite from this? Would you ever take a bite from this? I will take a snake bite any day over getting bit by any of my venomous reptiles. I'll tell you that. I don't care how big the snake's teeth are, I'll take that bite from an emerald tree boa, but I'm not getting bit by a Gila monster because the pain of that bite is not worth it. It's not. There's no anti-venom. It's not fatal, but there's no anti-venom. You, kind of, you just got to wait it out. Nothing you can do about it. So, so venom is yeah, uh, The bites are terrible. She had to get... Yeah, right. yeah. So I got, a, I had a, got into a debate with a guy the other day, and he was telling me that green tree pythons and emerald tree boas have fangs, and they don't. Um, and not, he had to actually go look it up. So with them, so the actual definition, the term of a fang, a fang has to be attached to a venom gland in order for it to be considered a fang. So only venomous snakes and things like that have fangs. Whereas these guys, they just have large teeth is what they're called. <laughs> so they don't have fangs. But um, the more you know, I guess. So it's probably changed a little bit uh, here recently since you're kind of like in the new facility. But what does your routine look like? Um, in terms of like cleaning and, and all that it's sporadic for sure um but usually I, i'll go live on like fridays and I'm, I'm doing stuff in here um hanging out but for the most part my main concern is making sure everybody has fresh water making sure i pull out poops and peas 
and then I really hone in on actually taking each animal out and inspecting them since I'm I'm not here as much as I want because you know other than my apartment I have my reptile room and I go to sleep wake up two three in the morning just go check on the snakes see what they're doing and I can't do that here so um, I come and go as I please I have a key here which is which is nice but for the most part um, I usually just kind of come over like once a day. Um, and just kind of hang out with everybody. Like I'm, I'll be here for hours. Like especially, like if I don't have my little one with me, like for the next couple of days, I'll be over here for a couple hours at a time. Um, and then, like I said, I'm also helping my brother with the store at the same time. So, as much as I consider it a hassle, I still enjoy it because I still can see the reptiles. I still, you know, have the reptiles, and I'm still able to, you know, do what I need to do. So um, I enjoy it. I see a couple. Couple co- couple comments from my family and my sister, and rather my dad and my brother. But, oh, word. Uh, appreciate y'all. I told them about it. Thank y'all for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, the routine is a little hectic right now. But as we know, as reptile keepers, I see you know, I see you got a a bunch of bunch of racks back there. It never ends. So you know, regardless, it is what it is. One day, if I know something's going to take so long, I'm like, all right, this whole day, this is all we doing. And then on top of that, I'm still doing, you know, um, YouTube videos. I'm still putting out reels. I don't do TikToks as much, but I'm trying to work my way up. But Instagram and YouTube are like my main focus at this point because they're the only ones that's paying me. So <laughs> I try to make sure I stay on top of those two. That makes sense. That makes sense. Got to stay with the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's probably a little bit different with us because we got all snakes. Uh-huh. And so... And then primarily ball pythons. So we got ball pythons, carpet pythons, and boas. And so we on a fairly like consistent routine with just like keeping snakes. And so it's, it's really just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, us yeah. doing pretty much the same things like on a weekly basis. So I feel like it's probably a little less challenging than having like multiple species and keeping up with like different husbandry. And I, I, at first, it was a hassle. Um, so when I had, so my first three snakes was the blood python, I had a rainbow boa and a green tree python. So when I first started collecting, I had to sit myself down and I'm like, yo, you are getting into multiple different species of snakes and the care requirements are different. Working a full-time job. And at that point, I had a baby on the way. So I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I have to be able to do it to the best of my ability to provide the best care that I can to make sure that everybody, you know, is thriving and getting that care that they need. Um, so I decided to go ahead and do it. And here we are. And the, the cool thing, though, is out of all of these animals, you know, a lot of people are like, you can't possibly give that many animals, you know, your time and your care. With the exception of the anaconda who just got here probably like three weeks ago. All of my snakes are very tame. This is the burn. This is my big burn, Zeus, Mr. Uh, Granite. Nice. All of my animals are very tame. Um, they do pretty good. Um, Zeus is one of the few snakes that is allowed up near my face because I know he won't do anything. The carpet python is pretty good. Um, Luther is all right. The thing with Luther is for him to be so big, he's very, very active. So I have to really be careful with him because he does not like to sit still. And it's like having, when he's out, it's like my daughter's around because he's getting into stuff. <laughs> he's trying to climb in between the racks and he's six and a half foot, but he's like 26 pounds. 
So 26 pounds stretched across six and a half foot. Yeah. That's a workout. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> workout and like absolutely. 20 pounds in general isn't typically that heavy. But again, stretched across, I'm short. I'm a short dude. That's a workout. And I've done videos where I'm holding him and I'm doing this and he, I'm like, okay. And I got to put him back. But I, <laughs> I was I watching, enjoy, uh, like it's the part of the process. I was watching Tim from Intrepid Exotics. I was watching his yeah, video, watched video the other, the other day. Where he was talking about handling the larger snakes. And he was out of breath. And I know I would be out of breath too. I'm like, man, like Luther is six and a half foot. So imagine when this dude gets about 10 foot or so. I'm like, geez, but I'm just like, that snake kicking his ass. Yeah, like that's something because we don't have no snakes that's anywhere near that size. We don't even have any snakes that's going to get that size. But I was was thinking about it. I hadn't really thought about it before. Like, wow, yeah. Like, that can really get you out of breath, like, handling such a large snake. And it's funny because people be so worried about them biting. I'm like, heck no. I'm worried about them moving around. Like, there was one day I'm trying to do water changes. And, you know, a snake that big, they got a lot of muscle and a lot of power. Yeah. So I had a five-gallon bucket half filled with water on the floor. I'm doing water changes. So I pull him out let him go on the floor. I'm doing my thing. And I had got comfortable because I got Luther full grown. Um, I, <laughs> I got comfortable to the point where I trusted him on the floor, you know, with my back turned or whatever, with the door closed and he wouldn't do anything. And I turned around just in time to see him knocking over this five gallon bucket full of water. And I'm just like, bro, right. So I don't let him on the floor no more. If I do, it has to be like in an open space. Because he will literally like find something and just knock it over because he's trying to climb on everything. And that's another thing that people got to be careful with these big snakes is they want to climb. People think just because a snake is so big, they're not going to climb. Oh, they want to climb and they will climb. They're a lot stronger than we are, which is why we say with those, you know, snakes that are like, you know, seven foot plus have somebody in the room. Because if you get bit and they coil you, you you're going to need some help. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was about to ask you. Um, So are there any of your snakes that you won't handle? Not at the moment, no. Not at the moment. Luther, I do handle. um, I don't. So the thing is, I don't handle Luther often. Nine times out of ten, I take him out with the snake hook and I just put him on the floor and let him do his thing. When I put him back, I lift him out with the snake hook, lift him into his enclosure. He's good to go. But as far as handling, I handle Luther all day by myself. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I've never had the issue. And I'm pretty good at reading signs from him. I've had Luther for four years now. The thing with Luther is Luther is very vocal. So if he doesn't want to be bothered, he's going to let me know. He'll let you know. First time that you tell me or you hiss at me and you, you don't want to be bothered, I'll leave you alone. I'm not one of those people that has to get this moment on camera because it's not worth the sacrifice of getting bit because the animal doesn't want to be bothered. So I leave right. him alone. And stressing him out. Now that, but that's why, like my small snakes, like I will pull out the IMG bow here in a minute. He's feisty. You know what I'm saying? He's he's definitely feisty, but um, he's so small, so I'm I'm working with him and getting him because he was the same way. And he's a very vocal snake. Like he'll hiss when I open it, uh, open his enclosure, but once I pick him up, he's perfectly fine. Gotcha. Um, the anaconda is the same way. She's a biter. She is a big biter. She she bites the most out of all my snakes, and she's only been here a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, so I've already been bit by her like 11 times, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's a part of the process. I'll take the bites while they're small, but I don't want a six, seven foot, you know, plus snake coming at me 
biting me. Like I said, I'm 100%. a small dude. I could, I'm an easy meal. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say that for people really think that you know. But and plus, you know, yellow anacondas don't get as big as greens. My retic will probably be bigger than my my anaconda, so I'm not super worried about it. But yeah, as of right now, I handle all of my snakes with no problem. Um, the blood python. I don't handle any of my tree snakes super often, but when I do. It's not a problem. That's why the removable perches are so important. Um, the, I, honestly, out of all the snakes I thought was going to give me a problem and hasn't ever, is the carpet. Carpet python I thought was going to be a problem. Never been an issue. Really? Never been an issue. Yeah. Even it when it was a baby? Like, iffy. Was it so, iffy? I got the carpet python at like semi-adult juvenile stage. Okay, so it was probably already past it a little bit, huh? Yeah, so I mean, when I got them, it was still kind of iffy. Like when I would go, like the he definitely wasn't hook trained. So when I would put the hook in there, he would bite the hook. Now I oh. will say, any snake that bites the hook is gonna be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, no, this retic, she she's warming up. She's definitely calming down. But I've been consistent with her, and I've taken a couple bites from her. But again, it's part of the process. It is what it is, and I share my bites with Instagram faithfully because I want people to see like it's it's you can't have this many snakes and never expect to get bit. And if you do think that that's not going to happen, you shouldn't have snakes because it's part of it. It's like having a dog and expecting a dog not to jump on you or lick you. It's a part of keeping a certain animal. And the more you understand that, the better you can avoid getting bit. So now that I've had her long enough and I can kind of read her behaviors and and tell when she's like, all right, bro, I I can avoid it. So now I know when I reach in there, like literally I'll open her tub. She strikes. As soon as I open it, I let her get her strike out. I rub her head with the hook. We're good to go. As long as she get that first strike out, she good. If she don't get it out, then I know I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of our process. And it seems like the animals with the sweet names, like her name is Peaches, seem to be the craziest ones. My anaconda's name is J-Lo because she thinks she yellow. So Peaches is the one you showed uh, (laughs) on the short. Did it in shed? Or did it in shed on the short? Possibly, she's out of shit now. I'll pull. Actually, I'll pull her out. She's looking real good, but yeah, peaches. Um, and she's. I know. I, I've I only had one peaches that was a couple in months. Oh, on man. a short. Do I breed the food? I do not. I don't breed any food for any of my snakes because I do not want to deal with the mice and rats. Also, I do not feed live. None of my animals, thankfully, eat live. I've been able to get everybody onto frozen, and it's just been a lot easier for me. So. Uh, yeah, no. I worked in a pet store for like five years, and we had to deal with rats and mice. So for those that breed their own rats and mice and African soft furs, ASS, whatever, I commend you because I will never, I will never, ever, ever uh, breed any type of rodents. Not in my house. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> definitely. Not. What's the drawback? I've been bit by rodents too many times. And so here's 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 the thing about me. Nobody wants to admit it. I'll admit it on camera. Every reptile keeper, we like crazy animals, but we all have an animal where we're like, I'm not messing with that. And it's always something simple for me. It's hamsters. <laughs> I can't mess with hamsters, man. <laughs> because again, <laughs> I've had I've had too much. I've had too many experiences with them. I don't trust them beady little eyes, and they bite like hell. I, <laughs> Listen, I'm not messing with a hamster at all. Hamsters, uh, they don't care about life. They eat anything. Um, 
they just look menacing and I don't like it. I do not like it. <laughs> uh, Antoine, Antoine from High Desert Python at Tinley. <laughs> He told me he's scared of bearded dragons. Like, <laughs> I remember that, bro. Like, I, yeah, I remember him saying that. <laughs> so, what's funny is because he walks up to me. So we were at Tinley in March. In March, we were at Tinley, and uh, I was with Juggernaut Reptiles. Juggernaut Reptiles was like a real well-known breeder for uh, blood pythons. So he let me hold the uh, the big. Uh, he had a T out T neg uh, albino. Big, beautiful male, you know, over six foot. And so I show Antoine the picture. See, hamsters are wicked. They're the root of hell. <laughs> They're same spine. So I showed him the picture. He was like, heck no, nah, man. He said, to be honest with you, I'm scared of bearded dragons. I lost it in the middle of the floor on Finley. Like, I'm like, you scared of bearded dragons? This big old six foot one MMA fighter is scared of bearded dragons. But, uh, yeah, I think we all have, you know, our fear of certain animals. <laughs> Meanwhile, we over here getting bit by, you know, four or five, seven foot snakes and whatnot. But, you know, again, for me, you won't catch me holding a hamster. I don't give a damn what kind it is. <laughs> it could be the friendliest hamster in the world. Hey, hey, you better back it up. <laughs> I go get a snake. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. So, trying to get the... uh retick off the hook she likes to when i um get her out with the hook she likes to like claim the hook there we go so here she is my uh my girl peach is here so she's a uh, 20 she's 25 percent so she's got a portion of dwarfism in her so we'll see how big she gets that's gonna be like a guessing game but she's really pretty i like that uh yeah she's beautiful bro tiger stripe down her back but she's a uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not and see the crazy thing is I'm not afraid of rats. I just don't like how they look. I don't like the tail. Plus, one of them messed up my car and I'm still waiting for it to get fixed. It was an opossum. Jacked my car up, man. So that was months ago. Oh, I'm still waiting on it. But yeah, I got like a I got a big hole in my car right now. I'm sorry because it's a it was a brand new 2021, the new Kia K5. And I was working at a warehouse a couple months ago. And I'm heading to work at four in the morning. And there's no street lights on the street, so I'm purposely going under the speed limit because I know on this street we have deer, we got foxes, coyote, whatever will jump out. I was worried about the deer because, man, a deer out here is huge. And I got a little sports car, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're going to jack up my car. And so I'm going, so speed limit is 45, I'm going 30. So then next thing I know, I'm looking and I just see this possum come in the middle of the street. And then I, there was no time to break. I was just like, nope. Kept going, I get to work. And I'm like, God, big old hole in my car. So oh, I can man. see like inside of, you know, typically what I'll have to look in for the hood, man, I can see the insides. I can see like my, my wiper fluid and everything. It looks bad. So I'm just Dang. like, ah. possible? But it's, it's, man, man, we got some, like, I'm in the Midwest, okay? We got some fat possums out here, man. Possum possum. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, one of the big boys, but it's my girl Peaches. Uh, she's uh, yeah, she's amazing. She's real, she's real cool. Like when I first got her, it's funny because I got her from Cold Hearted Exotics, and I've been following her for a while, so I know she breeds good animals. But when I got her here, she was not messing with me. So I think 
more than likely a lot of it was just from transit which is understandable so i really had to like work with her but she's not even as old as the okay okay now she's not wrap around in school <sighs> but she's thing. nowhere near as old as the berm because my berm is like almost he's like almost two you see how big he is but she is like catching him in size and she can eat she can eat okay I wanted to show her off more, but she's making home on this. You know what? She got her own agenda. Here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, she, she's got a really nice pattern. I really like her color. Um, and the crazy part is everybody knows I was like anti-retic. I'm not going to say anti. I always just prefer berms more than I do retics. And Why I still do. She is a, well, that's what I'm, I'm not going to say anti. Nicole, let me let me make sure I don't say that for Nicole be at my neck again. <laughs> but um, I've always just preferred berms more. Um, not even has nothing to do with like the disposition or anything. It's just the simple fact that that's what I have more experience with with berms. Um, and I like the you know the patterns that the berms come in. And also, all I know about the berm. Well, all I knew about the retics was that they get big. So I was, everything I knew about retics, this was before like the doors hit the market real heavy, like they are now. So I was like, mm-hmm. I could never. So now, you know, she's a percentage of doors. So her mom was like 14 foot, her dad was about 10 foot. So she'll still get a nice size. But <laughs> could you see me owning a 20 foot plus snake? Man, y'all be looking for me for weeks. Nah, <laughs> I could never. I could never. <laughs> I could never, but um, like I said, I like I like all of the snakes, but she definitely was a nice addition to it because she her her pattern is crazy. Yeah, I don't um, know if you saw this one, but he said possums in the Midwest be like dog size. He's he's in Ohio, just like I am, so he know. <laughs> yeah, he know. Like it's crazy out here. The possums, the raccoons. Like, listen, I seen some possums chasing a coyote the other day. Like, bro, they don't play out here. They don't play. Like it's it's. It's jacking up the food chain, man. Like, it's crazy <laughs> out here. Yeah, that's different. They're not that big around here. But I know they owe me for that car. I know that. <laughs> Pay that deductible. <laughs> but, nah, it's cool. But, yeah, um, I don't mess with hamsters. Um, that's pretty much it. Any other animal, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really bother me. But hamsters, like, if they could be exterminated, I wouldn't even be upset. Rats, if they could be exterminated, I wouldn't be upset, but I need to feed my snakes so they can stick. You know what I'm saying? So I don't trip yeah, too s- much on that. We said we wouldn't be no rodents. Or at first, yeah. kind of stats, but now we're doing ASLs. And ASLs not that bad. It's like a mouse I've- with rat behavior. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of those get feisty, man. I'll be like, oh, you got me? So the blood that we got, they uh, they pretty uh, docile, and so that's why I like them. Because like I I'd heard the, the horror stories about them, like some of them be like real feisty, uh, bite real bad. Yeah. But the ones we got, they super docile. They let you touch them, pick them up, no issues. Like they let you pull them right off of the babies, and they won't do anything. Oh, they, they just chilling, and so we like them. And then we clean them once a week, so it's all good. I take your word for it. That's what's up. <laughs> they nice. Bro. I can't do it. I, I did my time. I took my bites. Like when customers would come in and be like, I need a pinky rat. And, you know, we, we had the pinky rats with the moms and they're still nursing. I'm just like, you know, the mom just be sitting there waiting, like, mm-hmm. 
Come on. <laughs> you know it's over. Like it's over. And they bite hurt, man. They they bite hurt. You ever heard of rat fever? Yeah, yeah. So my mom is a nurse and she specifies in infectious diseases. So when I went home and I'm like 19 and I told her I got bit by a rat, oh my God, man, I ain't here to end up. Ain't here to end up, man. Man, I so. <laughs> she was wanting to do all these tests, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like my rat bite fever. Yeah. yeah, that's it's wild. I didn't even know about it. Like I heard about it uh probably like two, three weeks ago. Somebody uh made a post in Bro. Like it was actually in in the hospital or it just got out of the hospital. Like it was down pretty bad from getting bit by a rat. And I had never heard of it. So 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 to my understanding and from my research of rat bite fever, a lot of it is from the fumes of keeping the animals and not from the actual bite. Um nine times out of ten, a lot of people then who were keeping these animals weren't cleaning them properly. You know, rats and mice poop like crazy. The ammonians yeah. and everything give off quick. So a lot of the times when you're inhaling that, that is basically like a viral infection that attacks your breathing system. Um, and that is where it was coming from. So it wasn't initially the bite, but this particular person, the first person that they was bit by it, but the bite didn't have any bacteria or anything on it that led to it in the actual respiratory system. So. It was that was a that was a scary era because we had people that were coming all the time like your rats gave my stink rat bite fever. I'm like, we don't even know if this is a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's I heard of it when I first heard of it, I was scared because I already didn't trust rats. And I'm like, y'all got this. Oh, (laughs) and then you know, I got to worry about rat bite fever. Customers always come in. I need a jumbo rat. I'm like, you really don't. You know, know, at that size, they fight back. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I don't, I'll get off my fingers. I don't feed, especially my large snakes, the large rats, because it worries me feeding them a live rat because at that size, they fight back and they will bite the shit out of your snake. Yeah. And yeah, your snake may kill them and eat them, but you're going to have to deal with an infection after that. Right. And And you have a pissed off snake, and that is no fun. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I saw uh, that you were about to switch up your YouTube style. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually glad you brought that up. So, all right, finally got her off. I'm going to put her back. So <laughs> I never intended on starting a YouTube channel. I started one literally because so I was working the same job I'm at now, but I was in a different department. So I was off okay. at 430. So I would get home. And I'm like, well, shoot, it's early. I'm not a huge gamer. I got a PS5. I don't play it a lot, but I got it because I paid for it. So whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what else can I do? And I was, you know, this was after getting out of reptiles. I had got done breeding bitter dragons and I moved out and I wanted to uh <laughs> I wanted to get my um I wanted to get back into reptile. So I went in a rep the reptile room one day and I didn't think about it. I just turned on my phone. I didn't have any special lighting. I mean I opened the window, pulled out one of my reptiles, and I just start talking and recording. And you know, I started, you know, recording my first YouTube video. So now looking back at that video, at those videos, I feel like 
what drove me to do it was because I was doing it because I felt like I was gaining something from it and I wasn't doing it from the passion that I have for the animals. So there's a lot, there's a, you know, a bad stigma around pet tube and everything like that. And being a black content creator, we have to go twice as hard to get some of the credit. So I wanted to make sure that all of the content that I was bringing could live up to that. But instead of thinking about it like that, I should have been thinking about it like you in your own lane, do your own thing and worry about yourself. So I want to get out of the, you know, stand in front of the camera. Hey, this is my retick. And this is, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it sounds repetitive. And I know that there's more I can bring to the table. So I definitely want to switch it up and just bring more exciting videos. Um, which is why, you know, um, I've been trying to get all my reptiles back into our reptile room because I can do things at my leisure and just kind of really plan things ahead. But I mean, I appreciate the people who support my content that I have now. I'm not saying I don't like it. I just feel like there's always room for change. There's always room for growth. And that's just kind of the direction I want to take it. I don't want to be just another YouTuber. You know, we've seen people literally get on YouTube. This is my leopard gecko. And they get like 150,000 views. And then the people that are actually on YouTube actually giving the knowledge and the education and actually doing things the correct way, you know, they're struggling to get 150 views. So just like at the end of the day, I don't want to focus on the numbers. I just want to focus on putting out the content and just gotcha. keep it going. And that's, that's really where I'm at. So yeah, it was just kind of like a, so my first year of YouTube, I've never went back and watched my videos. And I see that I never grew because I never went back and watched them to critique myself. And now I watch every single video. I watch it like when I, I'll premiere it on Instagram and I'm clicking on it going to watch it too because I want to see what other people are seeing. I want to see it from that perspective. I'll have, you know, my dad, my brother, my sister, my mom, my nieces, my daughter, everybody's watching it. And I'll have them give me feedback, whether I like it or don't like it. I'll take it into consideration because they all play a part in what I do here. You know, they've all helped. I go out of town, you know, my niece will come over here, spray the snake down. She's 11, she loves them. You know, um, nice. Um, my parents, my lizards are at their house. So it's just like, their their opinion means a lot to me. So I take it into consideration, but also I'm my hardest critic. So I never feel like I'm doing great. And I, I had to get to the point where I wasn't so focused on the numbers because YouTube can be critical. And you know, you try to, when you do something, of course you want to be good at it. And I got so wrapped up in trying to be good at it and like, oh, well, I want to do this. And so I'm like, you know what, forget it. I got to do me. So that's why now, you know, you see me on YouTube with the, with the gold grails because I felt like in my original videos, I wasn't myself. I was trying to be a YouTuber versus a person that has reptiles that's on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So I decided to just switch it up and it, you know, it is what it is, you know, and whoever like it, like it, whoever don't, not for you, it's what it is. True. But, so you got any uh, specific plans um, that you can, you can speak to that you want to talk about in terms um, of- like I mean, mostly just uh, the biggest plans I got right now is working on upgrades. Um, I know everybody's been asking about like the Cayman, how's the Cayman doing? And the Cayman's doing great, still mean as hell, but I really just been trying to focus on getting him or her up to size. Uh, I, I will say, does have an upgrade video coming up real soon, like within the next month or so, and it's gonna be a okay. big upgrade. Um, he's actually gonna be the first and only lizard-like animal here in this facility, so I'm actually bringing him here. Uh, simply because he's going in, in a stock bin and that can't be in the house because it's just way too big. 
So I'm okay. bringing that here. Um, so I got that coming up. I'm trying to pump out more lizard videos. They don't seem to do as well as the stink videos, but that's because, you know, for the first like year and a half, all I did was stink videos. So um, I'm really just trying to cover everything. Just be that diverse, you know, we, we cover it all, ask questions, whatever type of videos people want to see, I try to offer. Um, and I know a lot of videos I try to stay away from, but they're my most popular, the care videos. That's another pet tube, you know, like video. But those are my most popular videos. So I'll try to tweak them and be like things you should know before getting, you know, like my carpet python, blood python videos are some of my best videos. I got like 20,000 plus views on either of those videos. So I'm just going through, because I have more than enough animals to make more than enough content. It's really just all about, I don't want to be just repetitive. I don't want to be putting out the same content as everybody else. And Again, it's not a competition. I just know where I would like to go with the channel. So I'm just trying to make my own kind of mark in the YouTube world, I guess you could say. Gotcha. So since you said that, I'm going to ask you one of the questions I had. So what is it mm -hmm. that you want to be known for in the highway or in the industry? Um, I think <clears throat> so for some people, it may be controversial, um, but I think for me, you know, growing up, you know, we had Steve Irwin, you know, Jeff Corwin, both great, you know, pioneers in what we're doing now and what a lot of people do. But as a little black boy growing up, we didn't have representation. And it, as the world forever, you know, evolves and everybody's changing and everything is fluid, you know, I think it's just important, especially for the next generation that they know, be whoever you want to be. Like, as a kid, I'm pretty sure well, depending on when you got into it, but as a kid, you think I didn't get made fun of for liking these animals? Definitely did, for sure. And now it's a cliche to have them. Everybody's like, oh, my dad had a 10-foot ball python. You're lying, but that's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I think now it's, 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 it just got to a point where it's like, it's time for me to kind of step in what I want to do wholeheartedly and show people like, you know, like, some people call me a unicorn. They're like, oh, you're black and you got reptiles? I wouldn't call me a unicorn. There's a bunch of us. You know what I'm saying? And I want to get rid of that stigma, but do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Because don't get me wrong. Everybody, everybody, anybody could own a reptile. And I say that loosely because there are steps you have to take before getting into it and mostly educating yourself on what animal you're keeping. But we do have a lot of people that do things the wrong way and do things for views. And that is what gives us the bad stigma. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, I see a lot more people, it's our color, that's just doing stuff. Like, why do you have an alligator in your bathtub, man? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it's easier for me to be who I am. You know what I'm saying? I, I went to suburban school, so you know, I, I hear, you know, you talk whiter. Look, I'm not here for the stereotype. Be who you are. So that's where Stay Exotic came from. And for me, that translated to be you. Stay exotic. Stay yourself. So whoever you are, be that person, no matter who likes it and who doesn't like it. So I really wanted to convey a message, but do it in a way I'm comfortable with. So, I mean, you see I, the nose rings. Like I said, I wear gold teeth. I got colored hair. And people will be, it, the looks I get sometimes, it's like, I never would have thought you had snakes. Well, why? What does a snake look like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm really just about just tearing that stigma down. I've also had, you know, there's been some other keepers. Black people can't do what white people do in the reptile world. Like, people have literally told me that. And I'm just like, okay, that's, that's your opinion. It's a stupid opinion, but stuff like that is what makes me go harder and makes me want to 
keep doing what I'm doing. And I ain't gonna stop. I ain't got time. Yeah. We, don't, we in here. We ain't going nowhere. Absolutely, 100%. So circling back to the uh, YouTube specific stuff. So what kind of gear are you working with for your YouTube videos and stuff? As far as like my camera and everything? Camera, all that. Camera, lighting, all that. Anything. I, yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Let me put this beautiful girl back. I actually have all my gear here with me right now. Oh, word. I break it all down for you. Yeah, because I get... I get a lot of people that be like, you should do like a master class on YouTube and um You should. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that I've learned about YouTube, everything that I've done on YouTube, I self-taught. So from uh my video editing, my recording style, um everything is stuff that I would just watch YouTube videos on. So I'm actually Take off the tripod for a minute. Like, yeah, you know, handy dandy. Cause I'm about to, I'm about to uh, go over everything. And a lot of this stuff is stuff that I wanted just because I'm particular. But I'm gonna take y'all off here. So first things first, this is the tripod that I use, and I like this tripod because you know I can. You know, most tripods, you it's hard to get it level. So with this one, I just turn this lever, and I can move it, switch it however I want. But also, I like it because it has this quick release thing and I just screw this little red piece in the bottom of my camera and I can switch attachments. So this is what I'm using for my phone right now. Which I also have, is this is the, I guess I should have said that. I got it from Best Buy. It's called Manfrotto. It's the Manfrotto brand. I don't know what model it is. Uh, I don't know what model it is, but I got it from Best Buy, but it's called uh, Manfrotto, but I can look for you, to you on Instagram. But I like it because it's, it's number one, it's easy to use and it's durable. As far as lighting, I started off with just a regular ring light on Insta on uh, off from Amazon. I was like a hundred bucks, and that ring light worked amazing. I literally just upgraded my lighting a couple months ago just because I wanted more lighting, and I actually sold that one. But so the I got these, you know, kind of like studio lights now. Okay. And the reason I like these is because I'm running the plug right now, but these are also battery operated so like when i go places and i want to shoot something i don't have to plug these in i can i can you know put the battery um in there and they work great and i love them and they come with these flaps i took them off just so i can tilt the camera um and i still get that good look so like if i go to do a vlog at someone's house and the lighting isn't that great boom i can pack one of these up because they come with the bag and they fold up real easy take them with me and those come with me so that's the the lighting battery life so so i've charged the batteries for like 24 hours and i think i got like i let what so i let them run while i was here because i didn't use them i think i got like a good like six and a half out of it which for lighting i think that's pretty good especially if you yeah, can still plug them in so for batteries like if you record a six hour video <laughs> but i mean if you into photography you doing something else probably not the best for you but again that was off of a 24 hour charge i did turn them on and off a couple times so I may have to redo that test because that that number could change. But six hours is perfect for what I needed it for. Yeah, I feel like um, that's good is, for the video. Yeah, so this is my my camera bag that I use. So up top, I keep like just my accessories. So the audio that I try to keep so good and crispy on my videos, this is the reason. This is the I have two of these. One I take with me when I do vlogs, like when I go to Tinley and stuff. So I keep one of those. Uh, I try to keep one here and one in my bag. This is the Rode uh, GoPro mic. It takes a 
nine volt battery. Uh, but it works great. I love it. So what I do is I hook this up. This is my boom stand. So I hook this up to here. And this is actually mounted like this. And I'm talking to it like on my videos. This is how I talk when I'm recording. That way you guys can actually hear the best quality video. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll get to the main part. I know you're probably like, all right, bro, that's cool. But what camera are you using? So the camera I'm using is the Canon M50, the original one, because they have the Mark II, which is out now. So let me take this off real quick. And Nicole actually has this camera as well. But this is, so it retails, it retails for like 500 bucks with, with the kit lens. This is the kit lens right here. It's a 15 to 45 zoom lens. This is not the lens that I use with my videos. And if you see my videos, a lot of the times, um, like the background is like super blurry and it focuses on my face. Is so that a DSLR? I have, no, this is mirrorless. Mirrorless, okay. Mirrorless, yeah. So when I put this lens on, it's going to look DSLR. This is the lens that I'm using when I record my videos. So this lens itself was like 400 bucks, but it was definitely worth it. It's a prime lens. So, so that's what know, I heard. Like, I, not to cut you off, but I heard it's really all about the lens. Honestly, yeah. Um, so the thing I like about it, so number one, it's a prime lens. And if you, if you, not many, I know the language for that. Basically, it's not a zoom lens. So like with this one, you can zoom in and out, but you can see the size difference. This lens alone, all of this is all lens. So a lot of the pictures that I take of my snakes are with this. Um, so it's not a prime lens, but it shoots great, great video. It also has the built-in um, image stabilization. So a lot of the shakiness isn't there. I know sometimes my video is shaking anyway, but that's about to swing on my camera. Um, I do have a gimbal for that. I just don't use it. Um, that's like the main, the bulk of what I use for my videos. And then when I vlog, like when I go to Chicago and stuff, I use this. Okay, which so, gimbal know, typical. do you have? So I had the, I had the, the first one I had was the Jean Z-H-I-Y-U-N, Weeble S, okay. um, but I didn't use it a lot, but it's a great gimbal. And then now I have the Jean, it's like Weeble, some, it's the smaller one, um, but the Weeble S is probably the better one, honestly, it's just like, it's a little more expensive. But with the, with a lot of those gears, it's, you, you literally get what you pay for. Um, but a lot of times, um, I just work with what I've got. Um, like I said, I started my YouTube channel off with just my phone. I have the 12 Pro Max now. When I started my YouTube, I had the 6. 6 Plus. So, don't <laughs> feel like you need like all this fancy equipment. This is stuff that I literally was watching other YouTuber videos and was like, okay, cool, I want to get there. So, I would just watch reviews, watch videos, watch videos, and, you know, just buy all the stuff that I wanted to achieve a certain look for my videos. Um, but... Gotcha. For YouTubing, best thing I can say is get you a camera with the uh, with the flip out screen. That is gonna be your best friend right there. Um, with the flip out screen, um, that's probably the main, the most important thing. The flip out screen. That way you not you don't have to make sure you in frame. You can look at it. You don't have to make sure you don't have to do anything. And then we gotta we gotta get Nicole used to looking at the lens and not the screen. Cause she you know she be she be she be here with it and we're talking right here. You know what I'm saying? But, but so um, that's yeah, it's, that's it's, that's it's, pretty hard. Or it was hard for me. So last night we recorded um a uh 
a YouTube video. So it was like the first non-podcast YouTube video. And so it was like really the first time I had to think about like looking at the actual um, camera and like, because the first few takes we did, like I was looking all to the left, all to the right. And I still don't think I got it perfect, but I got it better. <laughs> it's 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 tough at first. And, and honestly, after you get people comment, because when people leave comments on them YouTube videos, especially when you first start, it for some people, it can hurt your feelings because you're not used to taking a type of criticism from strangers. But then when you think about it, you're like, well, you know, if they supported me enough to tell me that, I should listen. And a lot of the, the tweaks and changes that I've made, like with my audio, when I first started YouTube, you can still go back and watch some of these videos. My audio was trash because I didn't know how to properly tune my audio. And I was like, oh, I got to have this music on there. And, and you know, now I know how to um, tweak my audio. Like when I record on my, that's why I got the microphone. Because now I can edit the volume of that microphone in post edit. And then I can control the volume of whatever song I have running in the background. So it meshes a lot better. I don't, it's just me. I just don't like, it's hard for me to sit through a whole entire video with nothing in the background, especially if you have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to make my YouTube videos on what I look for when I watch YouTube videos. Um, but the, the, the main three things that I will tell you are important when you're making YouTube videos is lighting and, well, two things, lighting and audio. Those are the main things. And lighting is probably the biggest one because if people can't see you, they're going to be like, I ain't watching this. You know, I've had people say it to me. I've, I've done it to people. It's, it's hard to see, like, especially if you like trying to show off a snake, you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't bite me. You're trying to show off a snake and you know, and it's hard. This is my IMG, by the way. This IMG. Dark side. Yeah, he got a little, there you go. About to get crazy. About to get crazy. This is my IMG. He's a Motley Jungle IMG. So he is, okay. he's going to be paired to, I'll show you his girlfriend, but that's dark side. I'm going to put him back because he is in shed. And he likes to bite. Ow! Okay, you like to bite. He bitch. Um, yeah, he can little, little love tap. I'll show you his girlfriend. So she is one of my recent pickups. She's a Arabesque. Oh, nice. So I'm going to make some, well, I'm planning to make some uh, uh, Motley Besque INGs in the future. So we'll see. Um, I like the, what the Arabesque does to the um, ING. It gives like a it's like IMG and blotches, and it leaves like the white marks, and that is looking real sweet to me. So oh, he's dope. only like four or five months old, and he's already that black, and he's in shed now. So once he sheds, hopefully, like you know, before the weekend is up, I can post a picture, and I'll um, show you what he looks like out of that. But going back to it, lighting, if you don't have the proper lighting, especially given what we're doing and showing off animals, nobody's going to want to watch it because you don't have the, the best lighting. And I also like this light because the ring light, it only came in like one tone, which is like a blue hue. This one is like a cinematic yellowish and then like that blue. Um, and you can change like the brightness of it and everything like that. So um, it, uh, it, it it comes in handy. I like it. But looking into the camera definitely was probably my biggest thing. That and saying the word um, people will be like, I can't watch your videos. You said um too many times. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And I, right, it got to a point where I was like, okay, that means I need to start scripting out my videos and preparing myself for what I want to say because I would, I would like research for my videos and then I would try to do it off the dome. And I'm just like, can't do every video like that. You know what I'm saying? So 
I was like, okay, get my notes here, get my notes here, get my notes here. And now I'm just like, okay, cool. And then I can transition a little better. I'm still not perfect, but I go back and watch some of my other videos. I'm like, damn, I said um 17 times. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that wouldn't be enough for me to not watch somebody's videos. Like if you here for the content, you're gonna get what you need. Just serve you these ums real quick. Right? Yeah. Like, you know but just take it. <laughs> some people are so just picky. I was watching uh the, the video that I did yesterday or whatever. And I didn't say um a lot, mm-hmm. but one of the things I do like instead of saying um, I just pause. And sometimes like, I gotta pause for like way too long, or at least in my head it'd be way too long. Like I feel like it'd be like 34 seconds. <laughs> I feel like the pauses be way too long. But one thing I notice I do, like I'm doing it now, I do this a lot. Like when I'm talking, like I'll do this uh-huh. a lot. And it's like, bro, start rocking. What are you rocking for? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it crazy how you can record a video? You're like, oh, cool, that came out great. And you watch it, you like, Damn. So it would be that and then I, um. Now I'm saying um again. So I was transitioning from one pair of glasses to the next. So I would I wasn't wearing my glasses in my YouTube videos because I would get a reflection. So I'd be in there like um and um and with uh, Brazilian <laughs> rainbow buns and they like why are you blinking so much? I'm like why are y'all in my business? Like it gets tough, but <laughs> once you once you find that comfort level and you find your personality on YouTube you don't look back and the crazy part is you don't even notice it you just get more and more comfortable with the topics you know you start covering because for me what i do is i write my topics ahead of time and what i do is i'll go through and i'll pick a topic like hmm, which one i want to do today and nine times out of ten if it's like a really really exciting topic i'm like all right cool and then it's something that i know i know and i'm just like all right cool and i just record the whole thing through and videos like that and i'm just like okay i need more videos like that and then i'll look at like my analytics and see how they did and i I look at the comments and everything like that and if everything is good i know i'm like okay that was the one so i try to now make sure that i'm not such a robot and that was that was another factor on why i wanted to switch up my style you know on youtube because it was that and then i felt like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't liking the content at a certain point. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. And then I came back. And then now I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what content you put out. If people rock with you, they're going to watch it. So that's, that's it. But you have to sell it. So if you're not confident in it, they're not going to watch it. So now I'm at the point where I'm just like, that makes sense. I put videos out and I'm just like, they don't like it. They don't like it, but this is what you're going to get this week. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I switched up the intro and a lot of people didn't want me to get rid of the song, and I'm like, cool, but sometimes you got to change it up because Rashad. Did you make your own intro? Uh, no, Rashad from 212 Exotics down in Georgia. He made my intro and my logo for me. But this okay, logo, word. he made it. He made the intro. I just wanted something a little more updated because I no longer have any tarantulas. Um, and I, I got a, you know, a plethora of new animals since then, so I wanted something a little, a little more updated with a little bit, you know, a different song. But I know that. And then it's catchy. And every time it comes on, my daughter dances to it. So now, you know, I played a video for the other day and it came on and she looked back at me like, that's not your song, you know? So it's, it's definitely an adjustment period, but it's refreshing to have it. And, you know, it just kind of signifies kind of like a, a new leaf being turned over with the content that I'm making. So, yeah. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I, I need a new intro as well. Yeah, uh, the intro we <laughs> it's, got. It's like that sometimes, bro. Like that sometimes. It's too it. long. Like it works for the podcast, but it's too long for the video. One one thing I can say for YouTube that I've learned: an intro that is twelve seconds or less is the best. Super long intros is what makes people click off your videos, and that's something I've learned from analytics. And I t- I've taken a couple of those YouTube like session classes, and they're actually pretty helpful. So I, I do read into a lot of that because I take it serious. Like a lot of this reptile keeping, if you're going to be on YouTube, you have to learn YouTube. If if you want to be successful at it, I'll say. Some people just on there post their videos, cool, cool, no problem. But I know that I would really like to be successful because we do have, there are a lot of people in, in, in the reptile world that are the face of the reptile world for whatever reason. And they don't know shit about some of these reptiles. You know, they got their bigger dragons, their geckos, their corn snakes, and all of a sudden they're the face of reptiles. Meanwhile, I'm over here with a with a, a baby crocodile, basically, and snakes that could probably swallow me whole. And this person is the face of it doesn't make any sense. So that's why I feel like when people are always like, I want to start a YouTube, but I feel like everybody's going to YouTube. No, jump in and start a YouTube. Don't think about it. Just do it because everybody has something different to offer. Everybody has a different perspective, and things are forever changing. So you never know what you have to offer, and you never know who's going to gravitate towards you. And watch your videos, so 100%. why not? Yes, we may have a million ball python bridges. Okay, cool. But what do you have to bring to the table? You never know. Because if everybody felt like that, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be where we're at. So if you feel like you got something to offer, do it. Who cares? That's all you can do. It makes perfect sense. So my um, girl Nakia, red nice. tail, poker ground, Suriname, true red tail, BCC. Uh, she's about two years old now as you can see my berm is two years old you'll see the size difference with him and a boa way smaller <laughs> i got a real slow metabolism so you got to grow them slow don't feed them as much yeah that's um, what i heard like it's easy to overfeed them because it yeah is that true yeah yeah um i do um so with the berm they eat any and everything and they so my berm is still because he's basically on large rice now. Um, and he eats every, I do every two to, I do between two and four weeks with him, depending on the size of the rat that I'm giving him. With her, it's every two weeks, but she is on like, well, she's on what's called a small, small. And it's basically not quite a small rat, but it's way bigger than any of like the starter rats. And she does great. But I deal with a, a rat breeder. He does like in between sizes. So he literally has something for every size snake. And it oh, nice. works great. So, um, nice. like, I literally just put an order in, and whoo, I got like six hundred rats. That's gonna last me through the winter. So I'm just prepared. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. In the winter time, I don't like to go nowhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's doing she's doing really really good. Um, I can't complain. She's actually gonna be going into so every so. I'm actually turn this around. Give y'all the scoop on everything I got going on. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this comment, uh, but we were talking on IG earlier today um, about YouTube videos, and so it's oh, great time. I'm, I'm I'm glad somebody can enjoy what I'm what I'm talking about because you just never know, um, you know who's 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 gonna listen to it. And and again, a lot of the stuff I'm speaking from is stuff that I went through, and sometimes I still deal with. Like if y'all could go through my camera, I got bloopers for days on. Me, I'd be cussing, I'd be like, ha, all that stuff. <laughs> you just you never know. So um don't be afraid to show the one thing I can say, 
don't be afraid to show that side of you on YouTube because I'm just now figuring out how to show my personality. Like when I go live, I have no problem with it. I'm, you know, I'm clowning, I'm goofy, but on YouTube, I'm just like, hey, you know, and I'm just straight to the point. But I don't want to be overzealous on YouTube to where I feel like people feel like I'm trying to do too much. I don't want to do that. I want my channel to stay and be authentic and homegrown. You know what I'm saying? So we got a lot of YouTubers, you know what I'm saying, popular and unpopular that do that. And it's just like, if it works for them, cool. It's just, I know that's not the route that I want to go. I'd definitely be hitting you up for some critiques. Hey, make sure you do. I, I always ask Nicole. Me and Nicole talk all the time. And I don't mind helping. Uh, each one teach one, man. So we all one community. It is what it is. So I don't mind helping. Yeah, I so these are the racks. Yeah, got to. <laughs> these are the racks that I have. I actually built both of these racks. This is five slot 28 quart and this is six slot uh, 41 quart. Okay. So my goal is to actually get rid of both of these racks. Um, so these are like still like small and grow outs. These are like all of my snakes that are about to be upgraded. So the retic, white lip, berm, anacondas in here. Um, okay. I don't know, a lot of people, you're not supposed to keep your boas. Listen, everybody's got their methods that works for them. Mind your business, we good. So, um, <laughs> I want to get rid of these racks and upgrade everybody. So basically everybody in this rack is going to go into like a six by two. Okay, word. Um, so I want to build everybody their own six by two. I was going to order some cages, but y'all know prices are crazy right now. And although I get paid from Instagram and YouTube, I'm not rich. So, um, and I still got bills and a daughter. So yeah. So I'd rather build them like for, for one cage from Animal Plastics, it was like a, it was like an eight foot enclosure. It was like, after shipping and everything, it was like nine eighty for one enclosure. I can build like four of these for that price. So um, that is my goal: is to you know get these out of here. I don't know. So my brother, since he's going to be selling baby snakes, I'm actually he's either going to get this one, and he wants me to build him some more along this wall. But either way, my goal is to get rid of uh, both the racks. Um, I'm not against racks. I don't have a problem with them. Um, for my snakes, I can't keep them in their full size. But our retake is not going to stay here. I really don't want her right. in here now. Um, but um, so we're going to be getting her out soon. The two boas that I showed you, the IMG and the Arabesque, the Red Tail, they're all in here. Um, and they're doing good. So that's that's kind of where I'm headed as far as content is I'm going to be doing like a, a DIY series on upgrades, um, just showing, you know, what I what I did to get to this point showing basically what I needed, what I used. I try to get very in-depth. I know I don't look handy, but I'm pretty good. You know, I got me a Ryobi drill, so you can't <laughs> stop me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where it's at. And then the carpet python, I want to um, give him a more arboreal setup. Uh, the green tree gotcha. python um, and the emerald tree bow, they just got these enclosures, and I'm already thinking about upgrading them in like the next year. Um, I want everything to be uniform. So I wouldn't mind, although he doesn't, he doesn't need it, I would love for him to go into a three foot long, two foot deep and two foot high enclosure. Um, and same for the Emerald, the Emerald Tree Bowl is gonna need that because they get bigger than Great Tree Pythons, especially if it's a female. Um, so they get about closer to six foot than the uh, Great Tree gotcha. Pythons do. So um, the Blood Pythons gonna go into about a six by two by 18 or 20 because they, they're they not. I know we say a lot when it's like, oh, this snake won't climb. Blood Pythons are literally one of those snakes. You can give them climbing branches, at least Kato, 
Okay, that was the clumsiest damn snake I got. I tried to give this to the climbing branch, and I've seen him fall. And I'm just like, okay. What it don't really sound like they got the climbing body type. I mean, they're heavy as heck, too. But, I mean, but we could say that about boas. But I, I think it's just the way that their, their mass is set up. <laughs> like, boas are literally all muscle, where yeah, you, know, pythons, you can feel their spine, and then they just got this belly. Like, they're, I tell people all the time, they stay nothing but a big spicy ball python. That's all it is. <laughs> they don't ball up, but um, they, they get a little bit more of an attitude. Um, but yeah, boas like like if you compare them to people, they like they like sprinters, like just in terms of like <laughs> body mass. They got, and, like they got, yeah, yeah, they 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 gotta go, and you'd be like, all right, I need to chill. So um, yeah, I just I, I really am trying to get everybody into their bigger enclosures so I can get rid of the racks. That way I can have everybody on display. Um, as for these two enclosures here, this is where the green tree pythons and emerald tree boas were. So they definitely got a big upgrade to these. Um, so, excuse me. I gave one of these to my brother for his store. We got to clean these out. I'm going to clean this out and probably just take it to my storage. I don't have any animals that I foresee going in here anytime soon. At least that's what I'm gonna tell you. You know, can't reveal everything. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I gotta, gotta say something for the content. <laughs> you know, you know, I gave you a lot of VIP, you know, footage. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna get these all cleared out, and um, literally like within the next like two to three weeks, we start an upgrade. So um, just gotta get the supplies. Everything has gone up. PVC used to be like sixty dollars a sheet. Everything, hundred and ten dollars a sheet now. Hundred and ten dollars a sheet now. I'm just like Jesus. Everything. Oh. Where are you? Uh, where are you located? Florida, Gainesville, Florida. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough, but gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy with the prices. I mean, prices just skyrocketed over like the last year or so. It's just everything. Went, like nothing's been untouched. PVC went from sixty dollars a sheet to eighty to one ten, and then. They won't even cut the PVC here. Oh, work. They used to cut it, but since it's a, since where do you get it from? There, plastic, Home Depot or Lowe's. Home Depot. Else cut it. Okay. But since it's a plastic, they said, "Oh, it clogs up our saw." I'm like, this big ass saw right here is gonna clog it up for real. <laughs> All right. So, um, I have a saw, so I'm just gonna cut it, measure it myself, and everything. I just, it just sucks because it's easier for me to cut it. And put it into my car versus having this big ass, you know, exactly. board. And I need like 30 of them to make these cages. So, I mean, we'll figure it out. But it's just like the more that goes on and the tougher it gets, corporations don't want to do nothing. I'm like, so nobody want to work no more, pretty much. Yeah, it's Everything wild. It's, like... it's, just, it's wild. Like, so I'm like, so you all of these like so when do you walk into these businesses and they don't want to do their job? It's, it's crazy. It's hard to find good help nowadays. Like I'm waiting for the day I go and... to Wendy's and they tell me I got to make my own burger. It's coming because that's what it seemed like. Nobody wants. That's to what you do at Walmart. You, you gotta. You might as well get a paycheck from Walmart. Like I've been doing W two at Walmart. I do at Walmart and... man, I be I walk <laughs> into Walmart, make a sandwich, and walk back out. <laughs> like, hey. If y'all don't say nothing, I won't either. You know? <laughs> I will walk around the whole store like I'm shopping, eat a whole three-course meal, and walk back out. What <laughs> they gonna ask me for my receipt? Hey, 
I'll poop it out for you later. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but the Walmart shit, they basically cleared out all the cash registers and replaced them like with the self checkouts. Man, and, and half of them don't work. Just exactly. like the cashiers. It's crazy. I'd be like, what happened to the rollback Walmart? You know, with the smiley face, they're rolling prices back. All right. Good Walmart. Yeah, watch for falling This prices. new Walmart? <laughs> this new Walmart ghetto is hell. <laughs> so, with not recommend I gotta do it for the one time. <laughs> gotta do it for the one time. A lot of people think I don't. I'm anti, but you know, I gotta pull out my ball python for the one time. Oh, nice. I, d- I do have one. A lot of people be like, you don't have any ball pythons? I just gonna show them off a lot. This is my dude, uh, this is Mbaku. Uh, he's a Mystic B. Um, he's about four, he's four years old as well. Um, great pet. Never had any issues with him. He's pretty good for me. Um, he just, just, just here, <laughs> just here. You don't do too much. You just. You ever thought about breeding one like this? Hell no. <laughs> I respect my friends and the people that do it. I'm just one of those people when I know it's not for me. But I love when I see you know my friends doing that. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. That's dope. Because don't get me wrong, there's some sweet ball pythons in there, but I don't like them enough to want to take on a whole project. It makes um, sense. Blood pythons. Oh, we're gonna get there for sure. Um you gonna pick up some heat from Juggernaut? You said what? You gonna pick up some heat from um Juggernaut? I know he got some nice ones um from the ones I saw. Eventually, Juggernaut is, a, is out of my tax bracket right now. <laughs> I saw uh what is it called? The magpie? Yeah, did you see that snowstorm? Or the golden eye. Yeah. So I have a matrix. So I want to get a I could make some uh, 007s with my Matrix if I take him to, I forgot which one it was, but I was talking to Sanguini Exotics who just took over bloodpythons.com. He got some heat too. So um, I'm going to um, link up with him and that's probably where I'm going to get my female. I'm really trying to get an adult female because my male is already four, but I'm not going to rush it. But yeah, breeding ball pythons, that is, I know for a fact is not in my cards. Gotcha. Yeah, I seen yeah, some, like I said, some I, nice ones. Like I don't know all the morphs and whatnot, or all the morph combos or whatever with the blood pythons, mm-hmm. but I seen some nice ones. Like he just he just popped out a couple of worlds first. He had a snowstorm. He had a coat like some they I was like, yeah, damn. But um I talked to him at Tinley all the time and he be having some fire. He be having some fire. So he got um, some nice um ball pythons. I can't wait to go back like, in the dark morph. Yeah. Yeah, he he he's got a couple uh yellow anacondas as well. Like he does with he does a couple um different species of snakes, and I'm just like, yo, like my yellow is crazy. Like she's the only snake that's ever made me want to put some gloves on because she she bites like a colubrid, and I mean like repeatedly, like whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm just like, God damn, can you chill? <laughs> you know what I'm and with 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 anacondas, they don't strike head on. You know what I'm saying? Or not always. They strike from any direction. And they're the type of snake where, like, as soon as they feel your skin, they turn their head and just bite you. And it's just like, ah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So my forearm be getting tore up. It's like she got, like, a favorite spot, like, on this arm, right in this area. She'll bite, like, three or four times. And I'm just like, I fucking hate you. But, <laughs> you know, like, it is what it is. It's not my first time being bit. I think the worst bite... The worst bite I ever had didn't come from any of my snakes. It came from a four-foot Dumeril's boa. 
um, when I was working at the pet store. That shit hurt. <laughs> that shit hurts. I was like, I got bit. I was like two months in on a job, and I was like, oh, I can't do this. this job. <laughs> <laughs> but after you know thinking about it, I'm just like. The speed of the bite is what shook me more than the actual bite. Because the bite doesn't hurt, but that speed is alarming, especially for a terrestrial snake. You like, ooh, all right. So the bite, <laughs> I've been bit by my, I have been bit by Luther, my six and a half boa. Don't hurt. It's just the speed of it is what spooks people. Yeah, so, he just nicked you, right? Oh, Luther, yeah, he just nicked me. But that was the same week I got bit by the retic. And then three days later, I got bit by the anaconda. So. I was on a hot streak that week, my boy. I was about to. I was like, boy, let me donate this blood to the uh, to the blood bank because they had me. But I tell people all the time, it's it's no matter how long you've been keeping, it's always and still going to be a, a learning process. It's always a learning curve. So I tried to. 100%. I took that and tried to make it a teachable moment because people are so quick to fear these snakes because they bite. But there's so many other animals. That we keep in our home, our homes as pets that do bite and can cause way more damage. You know what I'm saying? I know people with 150 plus pound dogs they'll play fight with, and just from play fighting, they got scratches and scars and welts. And you worried about a a bite, a snake bite? Yeah. Come on now, make it make sense. So I just so you said your, uh, your ball python name was Mbaku. Yeah, I, I got. So, some other Marvel names uh, running through there too. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got a. Uh, I got Mbaku. My I got a Mexican black king snake. You guess his name? You said Mexican black king snake. Yeah, it's Marvel. Uh, did you call him T'Challa? Did you call him Namor? There you go, T'Challa. T'Challa. Okay. T'Challa. Um, I think that's it for the Mar. I thought I had more Marvel. The reason the reason I said possibly Namor is because of that Aztec connection. So, yeah. yeah, so I got that. I got a couple of DC names as well. I got a Bane, Dark Side. Dark Side. Um, yeah. I like the DC villains for sure. Um, but a, a lot of people always. I get a lot of people hitting me up, which I actually plan. I do plan on doing a video going over like where I get my names from because I get a lot of people hitting me up like, where do you get your names? I try to name Archetypes names that are catchy, but you don't hear often. So. I explain to a lot of people where I got the name for my blood python, and nobody ever knows what I'm talking about unless they're like an older man over 50 that loves football. And he's named after one of my favorite linebackers, which is Kato June. That's his name, Kato. Peaches is for her color. Bane, DC, Aurora is from Instagram. JLo, she yellow and she thick. I'm just playing. Uh, I got <laughs> one of one of my Instagram friends actually named her. Um, oh, let me pull out this little weirdo. I don't take him out often either. A lot of people forget I have him, and I've even had some other snake people that be like weirded out by him. But he is a funky looking snake, so he got a funky name. So this is one of my only two colubrids. For now, I, I do plan on getting a couple other colubrids. So, oh, calm down. But he be trying to act like he an anaconda, so. 
There we go. So this is my rat snake. This is my scaleless Texas rat snake. This is Cubert for my 80s, 90s kids. That's where I got the name, yeah, the game. Cubert. I remember that game. So yeah. This is, yeah, this is him. This is, so for those that didn't follow me since day one, this is the snake that kept getting out on, kept getting out of his enclosure. He got out. Don't bite me, you little bastard. He got, <laughs> Ow! That's son. Relax. 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 He got out on me and he got out of his enclosure twice. So now you can see he all big and beefy, so he can't go nowhere. But yeah, that's Cubert. So he's my oddball. So I don't show him off often, but when people come over and I want to freak him out, I'm like, yeah, I got a little alien for you. <laughs> go on, yeah, that's a spoken pattern. <laughs> so yeah, that's Cubert. And then my my uh Zeus, my berm, he needed a strong name, you know. Uh, he's gonna be a big snake. So Zeus, um, Luther, a lot of people, man, people thought I named my snake after Luther Vandross. I'm like, I like Luther Vandross too, but he's named after Luther from Umbrella Academy. So I um, remember hearing you saying that, but um, I thought Luther yeah, Vandross was, was too. I was, <laughs> I was like, let me what, what, snake come out here singing to the rap. <laughs> so um, the Arabesque boa I got, that is Katana from Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, the other marble name, my red tail, her name is Nakia from, she wasn't part of the Dora Milaje, but she was the spy yeah. in Wakanda. Um, and then, like I said, T'Challa, and then my green tree python is Venus, and then the uh, Emerald Tree Bow is Venom, which is also marble. So yeah, I got, that's four or five marble names, so yeah. Yeah, lots of marble. I want to um, oh, yeah. circle back to marble real quick, but I want to answer, uh, ask this question first. So they said, have you turned DW Exodus into an LLC or S Corp? If so, do you have any advice? Um, you want to speak to like any kind of goals, process, et cetera? So the process for getting an LLC wasn't that bad. I mean, it can be a little pricey depending on what all you want to do. Um, but I LLC just because I travel a lot and I'll be writing all them trips up on my taxes. <laughs> All that traveling, I, I drive to Chicago, I've driven to PA, I'm going to Cali in a couple of weeks for the Reptile Super Show. Um, okay. So if you're out in Cali, say what's up, the Pomona. Will you be in Tilly in October? I will, I'll be in Tilly okay. in October. Yeah. I won't make Daytona and I'm sad about it because I really wanted to go, but I'm gonna add that to the list of shows for next year. Um, but it's, yeah, as far as the process, it was pretty easy. Um, depending on what site you use, it literally walks you through it and that's just kind of what I did. So it was fairly easy. Um, but yeah, my ultimate goal is to, I would love to open, everybody has, you know, seen the Reptarium or uh, Jay, uh, Jay Brewer in California. I would love to do one of those here, um, you know, in black owner reptiles, do why not? But, um, you know, nice. small steps, that's the, that's the far future for now. I'm just focused on taking care of these animals and educating the public about them and going from there. And then swinging back to the Marvel tip, have you seen the Wakanda Forever trailer? Oh, you know I have. That's dope. I have. And it's dope. I'm, like to I'm, me, I'm, and maybe I'm a little honest. bit biased. I feel like it's the best Marvel trailer I've seen, bro. I'm I'm probably gonna cry. I ain't gonna lie. And it's and that's that's some real shit right there because although it's a movie, it's a simple fact that we lost Chadwick Boseman in real life, and that was such an iconic role. So I'm just like. Ah, so it's going. It's going to suck because 
is going to have to go in a direction that I'm sure they didn't intend. So I'm interested to see how they spin it. But on the same tip, how did you feel? Have you seen Thor: Love and Thunder? Did not like it, bro. I didn't hate okay, it. Okay. I should say I, I didn't I like it. One. I didn't hate it, and I'm gonna try not to give any spoilers. But it, it's been over a month. I feel like so. I feel like we out of that spoiler world. But uh, I I wasn't a fan. Like it was just too goofy for me and too corny and too. What's cheesy. funny? Definitely. So I don't like how they're turning him into this dingy ass. He's supposed to be a god, you know what I'm saying? So what's funny is I hated Ragnarok. And then this I wasn't a big out, fan of Ragnarok. Exactly. It was like Ragnarok or steroids. So now I'm just like, I appreciate Ragnarok a little bit now. <laughs> this was it was almost like it was a spoof movie. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly it what it felt like. The only like, thing I, I liked like about this, it this direction at all. I didn't like I what they did it. with Thor in Endgame either. Like, bro Thor? Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. The only thing I liked about Love and Thunder is the villain. But they didn't give him enough screen time. I wanted to see him killing more gods. Yeah, they they really just kind of talked about it. Yeah, because I, I wasn't a huge fan of Doctor Strange either. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Like because it was about they, Wanda, it was basically a continuation of of WandaVision. Of WandaVision, the whole plot made me mad. I'm like, so this is with y'all. So I was, it wasn't horrible, but I just felt like they could have did more. And I, I felt like with these last two movies, they were set up for something else because it was almost as if they didn't have no direction. And then I don't know if you watch like any of the MCU stuff. Sorry, y'all, we getting real nerdy with the MCU. Yeah, but I try, <laughs> I, I try to watch it all when they come out. Yeah. I, I don't know if you watched the MCU conference they just had, but they talked about Phase Five. Phase yeah. Five is gonna be lit. They yeah, Phase Five gonna be lit. Phase Six gonna they be get, lit too. They're getting ready for uh, Kang, Kang the Conqueror. I'm excited for that. Loki too. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I watched all the shows. I just finished Miss Marvel a couple weeks ago. That was decent. So um, I'm excited to to see what else. So the biggest thing with Miss Marvel, and again, I'm trying not to get no spoilers, but for me, the biggest <laughs> thing with Miss Marvel, Miss no, I say Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel uh, was that last episode. It just kind of like that last little thing they dropped. I, I don't want to ruin it for nobody, but At, that that's what pulled you in right there. That's why I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's uh, about to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about and to so, go down. So yeah, I like I can't that. Wait. And some people denied it, but I'm like, how how are you denying it when they they played the music, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. So, but yeah, I'm I'm but, excited. I can't wait. I'm pretty sure I'll come up with some more Marvel names. Um, I, I actually, I will say, there is a snake that I want. I'm not gonna say what it is that I plan on getting, and his name is gonna be Killmonger. So when y'all see me post Killmonger, y'all gonna know what snake I'm talking about. So okay, for sure. Don't say, hey, Looking don't steal my names, y'all. I know, <laughs> I know they fire. Don't steal none of my names. <laughs> so but, speaking of, who do you think? Is the Black Panther? I don't think Killmonger actually did. That's just I don't me. either. I don't either. That's bro. just me. <laughs> I don't like, either. When I watched their preview, it's just like a certain like body movement that he made that I remember Michael B. Jordan making in the first Black Panther. I'm just like, ah. it was either. <laughs> I think it'd be sweet. So some people think it's either Killmonger or they think Shuri. I think it's, it's either one of the two or both. Yeah. Yeah, 
What if they just plot twist all of us and it's his mama? I'm gonna be like, oh, Queen Mother. That'd be wild. Like I saw a video where a dude <laughs> yeah. was saying, like, they better have a like, good nah, plot. Like, nah, I don't, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll be upset, bro. I'll be upset that, to be honest. That preview do look hella good. Um, yeah. It do look hella good. So I'm excited to see um, how it how it turns out. Cause man, like the movie's been dry lately. <laughs> Honestly, not just Marvel, but just like. You know, the summer we used to be packed with movies and stuff to watch, and lately I'm just like I ain't been feeling a lot of this stuff. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, so, hopefully phase yeah, I was, five and I was, phase six make up for a lot of that. I was upset in the because world. I feel like Love and Thunder was a letdown. The last Marvel movie that I watched that I really, really liked was Shang Chi. Okay. Um, you didn't I, like no It was cool. It was cool. I, I did like it. I'm not gonna lie. I did like it. I'm a big Spider Man guy, and having both of them and if you haven't seen spider-man by now i don't care that was that was, that was that's, iconic that's, right there that's on you yeah like so, having I, them come back um like that was huge for me and so that's why i, I love spider-man so much like, you you andrew garfield or toby mcguire garfield all day okay okay <laughs> toby mcguire toby like, guy, man I, that was the first Spider-Man I've seen, you know what I'm saying? Like, me too, But me the too. one thing that we can all agree on, no matter who's Spider-Man, they all going to take an ass with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. one movie. <laughs> like, I but feel like I, No Way Home did so much for Garfield's character. Like, I feel like it resurrected his character in a lot of ways. Yeah, he yeah. got, like, redemption. They're, they're supposed it's, to be, apparently, they're supposed to be resurrecting that movie. There was something I saw where they, they thought about resurrecting it. I'm just like, well, how is that going to go? But, I mean, I guess since... That was technically Sony that made that one, wasn't it? That wasn't a part of the MCU. So, you know, they got a joint agreement? Yeah. You're talking about No Way Home, right? Well, I'm talking about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Sony. Yeah, so, so I was, that was like, that I don't was know how that's going. That's going. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then I got so, an X-Men coming out, so I'm excited for that, too. Supposedly, when they do, like, the new one with Andrew Garfield, if they do it, Kevin Feige is supposed to w- at least weigh in on it, right? Please so, do, because this last dude, trash. Yeah, and so <laughs> that might save it. That might save it. So we'll see. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. I need something to look forward to, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna throw some more Marvel names in here somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm look. I'm looking forward to Phase Five and Phase Six. Especially with the titles they dropped, I don't think they're gonna pull off both Avengers movies in the same year. But we'll see. I'm, like, I'm hesitant. Like with one's gonna Avengers get movies. pushed back. I feel like one gonna get pushed back, or the second one gonna get pushed back. I'm hesitant with the newer Avenger movies. Just, just after what they just ended up, it's like, how do you, how do you compete with that? Because the original Avengers, man, that was the squad. We'll yeah, see. I feel like, especially in um, Secret Wars. They're gonna. They're, yeah. probably, they're, they're probably gonna bring back some big names. I feel like it. They're gonna have to. We, especially since we in the whole phase of the multiverse, so ain't no telling what we gonna see. Like, um, just imagine. I, I was joking with my wife the other day. I was like, I kind of want this to happen, but at the same time, I don't want to be in the theater when everybody started clapping because they didn't clap <laughs> so long, and I'm gonna miss part of the movie. But just imagine RDJ popping out on the screen. The man theater gonna go wow, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'll be one of them people, I ain't gonna lie. Because <laughs> when they in Endgame, that was an unexpected like everybody thought Infinity War was sad. 
But then they come back with end game and really mess us all up. And I was like, you bastards. Like, you ain't have to do us like that. Like, that, that, that was rough. Like, it was already sad enough when, you know, when uh, Spider-Man was like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel sorry. And he disappeared. I'm just like, oh, shit. And then, you know, end game, he literally, I'm just like, oh, like, bro, that was, that was tough. That was rough. That was a tough one. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how they uh, bring it all together. I'm, I think what I'm most interested for is King the Conqueror because I like Jonathan Majors, and from what I've been reading, is they got like a huge part for him. So I'm excited to see how all that goes. Did you watch What If on Disney Plus? Yeah, I did. That was a dope series. That was yeah, dope. I, I liked What If. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. It wasn't one that I didn't like. I wasn't was a cool. huge fan of Moon Knight. Really. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And maybe I need to watch it over, but I just, I, I wasn't feeling it, feeling it like that. I liked What If because it gave you a different perspective on things that could have happened. But me personally, I think there were things that may have actually happened in a different multiverse. And the funny thing about Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange was actually based on the Doctor Strange episode of What If. Yeah. Um, But Moon Knight grew on me. I will say, I don't like how they only dropped the six episode shows. I don't like that. I feel like it's rushed. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I mean, feel like they spent a lot of they time. They got to pack so much in. Exactly, they, they spent so a whole in. lot of time, like kind of building it out, and then at the end, they got to resolve it, and they rush to end it. And, but I think I think that could be a result of Wandavision being drug out for so long, and Wandavision didn't really get good it's like the last three episodes because that was a boring ass series. I'm not gonna lie. But the last <laughs> the first three episodes, probably I'm like cool. two episodes. I was like, what's going on? And then. <laughs> That's- when she, when, she, when she booted old girl out of the house and then she popped up into like current times, I was like, okay, it started to get interesting. And then that's when it started getting interesting. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, so. I, I, I see what they're doing. It's, it's different. Loki, that was my Winter favorite. Soldier, Loki? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It was the most interesting. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty good too. I did like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, I like that too. Which uh, Moon Knight? I did like Moon Knight. Miss Marvel was cool. Um, what else? So yeah, we'll see. Hawkeye we'll was see. all right. I mean, I didn't have like high expectations for Hawkeye, and so I wouldn't let down anything like that. It was Hawkeye right. was actually pretty good. Like you said, I didn't have any expectations. But it it didn't exceed, but it definitely was a pretty good show. I, I tell you what, out of all the the Marvel shows so far that's been out, WandaVision is dead last for me. Oh, for real? Dead last. Dang. See, not especially for me. I, now, I like going to vision. Especially now, seeing how they did Doctor Strange and like they literally made the movie about Wanda, and then you went through all of that trouble and you can't even get what you want. The plot, like, I just feel like that plot was so beneath Marvel. It was disappointing. They made, uh, they made Doctor Strange <laughs> seem like it was going to be a totally different movie in the original trailer. I thought him and Wanda was going to team up in the multiverse somewhere doing something. Yeah, so so they got us on that one. Um, <laughs> I pay I pay cash money to go see that, but it was horrible. I mean, I'd rather watch that than watch that Thor. Oh oh, uh, all day every day. Like <laughs> Thor, Thor, and I didn't even have high expectations for Thor because when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is not gonna be good. It's gonna be." Well, it was named corny. Love and Thunder, so I figured it was gonna be something like corny, but I just feel like they overdid it. Yeah. Like with the comedy, like now when they went to go meet Zeus and he 
you know, he did what he did to Zeus. That's when I sat up and I'm like, okay, now we're about to turn up. And then it went right back to it. And then I just felt like the ending was just like, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess my expectations would be high. They probably just, they probably just spoiled us with a lot of stuff. When we say Moon Knight was cool, but the comic is hella bloody and violent. <laughs> Hopefully, Daredevil got that Netflix violent vibe. Daredevil I also do. Nice. Eighteen Daredevil episodes too, nice. so I'm looking forward to that. Eighteen yeah, episodes. Yeah. So, so that should be, be dope. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited. Give me something to do because I work from home, and like when I'm not over here with the snake, then I'll be on my <laughs> watching all types of shows. So um, for sure, it's it's definitely uh, some stuff I'm waiting on. We we know we got some stuff up until 2026, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, and I'm interested to see like how they incorporate the mutants in there. I watched a video the other day, and I didn't know this, and I didn't verify whether or not it was true. But so even though what the video was saying was like, even though Disney bought out like Fox, and so like they own like the X Men franchise, it's still portions of the contract that they still have to honor, and so they can't use different actors for specific characters. Like, if they wanted Wolverine, it would have to be Hugh Jackman. It makes sense. It I makes mean, sense. who the hell else gonna play Wolverine? I feel like anybody that played Wolverine got a tall task. It's gonna be an uphill battle because, like, that's I just a, can't see nobody as as Wolverine. That's such like, an like iconic, legendary, you know, character to play. Like, yeah, like you said, like, doesn't matter who play him. They they got some big shoes to fill. So, yeah, Wolverine so. for sure. Storm the same way. That's a character that's certain people. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, that's actually my favorite X Men, which is uh, Wolverine. Oh, you know, Wolverine! Hey, you see, you see Logan? Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for them to come out with another one. I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, that's gonna be. I'm a little concerned about like who plays Wolverine next, like the main MCU Wolverine, because well, they're gonna get spread this group. Yeah. That maybe they I can will do say it, that but. that last batch of X Men I didn't care for too much. I wasn't a fan of it either. I was just like, uh, was it the one Jean Grey? That that one I really didn't like that one. They couldn't ever really figure out what they wanted to do, and so they started busting up the continuity so much. It, it just it kind of reminded really me of sense. it kind of reminded me of my least one of my least favorite Marvel movies, which is Captain America: Civil War. I was just like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> It was like a mini Avengers versus Avengers, but I could be biased because I'm not a huge fan of Captain America. But I just like the movie itself. I'm just like I don't, I don't like this, and that's what that's what the X Men Jean Grey movie reminded me of. I was just like, eh, I'm not feeling the vibe of this one, guys. But I watch them all at least once. Yeah, we we'll say Logan was the best hero movie until Spider Verse dropped. They say Wakanda Forever gonna make me cry. Yeah, it's gonna be a dope movie. Man, listen, I'm definitely gonna cry. I'm telling you now, I'm gonna cry. So if y'all see me on my story crying like a little biatch, mind your business. Yeah, I saw somebody, somebody <laughs> posted uh, that everyone should wear all white to the Wakanda Forever movie. Yeah, uh, represent the ancestors. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was confused on that at first. I'm like, why are we wearing all black? You black pepper? And I was just like, Oh, okay, okay. I'm a little slow sometimes, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm gonna be up in there with a white tee, you know what I'm saying? White vapor max or something. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that'd be lit. I'm excited. 
All right, bro. Before I let you get out here and enjoy the rest of your night, I got a uh, couple random questions for you. Oh, for sure. So, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Ooh, I've never been asked that. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> me personally, I would say I, I don't know whether it would be here, like in the United States or overseas, but anywhere where I could own my own property and just live kind of remote and worry about me and me only. I got everything I need. Um, and I guess that's my why too, because I ain't got to worry about nothing else, no laws, no nothing, just me and my compound and that's it. But I guess to, to name a place, I would say stay here just because of the reptile laws are lax here, at least right now, laws is everywhere with these reptiles um, and a lot of places if even when i was thinking about moving a lot of places i would have to get it rid of at least one to two in some places five of my reptiles and that's not happening so yeah like florida yeah, prime I, example. that's crazy prime example all right so uh, <laughs> if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive who would those three people be and why mm. Man, you got some good ones. Uh, <laughs> my grandmother, my mom's side, because I, I was a baby when she died, so I love to just talk to her, get some of her wisdom. Um, three people. Ooh. Honestly, that's probably it. I'm not really the type of person that's really like, oh, I got to meet this celebrity because all the other people I know are celebrities, but that would probably be it. I mean, but I guess if I'm going to be a cliche, it'd be uh, Biggie and Tupac, see who really shot him. That's that's probably probably really it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't mind talking about with Pac. Biggie, too. And then last one. So what's <laughs> one question you wished I would have asked you? Uh, that I didn't ask you, and how would you have answered it? I think I'm not gonna say I wish you would have asked me, but I get it. I get it the most, and I get people, especially now more than ever. What's my dream reptile? I get a lot of people ask me, "What's my dream reptile?" Um, and I actually <clears throat> just did a video on this, so I'll give you my dream snake, and I'll give you my dream lizard. My dream snake is Boland's python. Or a southern white lip. Now, the way I'm set up is I plan on getting both of them eventually one day. Because I'm a very uh, consistent person and ain't nobody going to tell me no and I ain't going to stop until I get it. Um, so as far as lizards, uh, black dragon um, and or Komodo dragon. Komodo? Hell yeah. I think people, I, I get the same reaction. I'd be like, Komodo. I'm just like, <laughs> We all have animals that we would love to have, but we know it's never going to happen. And that's one of those fantasy animals that I know it's never going to happen, but I think they're some of the dopest reptiles, you know what I'm saying, on, to, walk, to walk the earth. So just to see the sheer like nature of these animals and how relentless they are. I just saw a video, I posted it on my story a couple weeks ago, of a Komodo dragon eating a fucking deer, swallowing it whole, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's wild, so, bro. I'm gonna send it, I'll send it to you if I find it again. But I just like how they get down and they don't fear anything. You know what I'm saying so. Um, 
I've you know I've seen you know three, three uh, full-grown Kamala dragons you know corner a full-grown buffalo and tear it down. You know what I mean? like, and they can run up to thirty-five miles an hour. Could you imagine? That's crazy. Being in Australia coming across one of them bad boys. Yeah, you, you ain't getting away. Monkey, not on foot. Other lizards. There was one take eating a parenti monitor. Like yo, like they don't care. So and they get huge. You know, the eight and a half foot. So I think those are probably some of the prettiest lizards. But as far as animals that I could own, granted, I have a space. Definitely a black dragon. I think those are some of the pretty prettiest lizards. Black dragon, Kumigi monitor, Bell space lace monitor. Any of those I'll take. But. Um, Top dog Komodo for sure. For sure. <laughs> dope. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Um, I've been looking forward to this like all week. I definitely want to oh, pick your sure. brain about the YouTube stuff. Like, and I'm gonna still be hitting you up in your DMs. Hey, hit, hit Ask me about whenever. YouTube, trying to trying to figure whenever. out I, this, I trying to figure out that. I don't mind at all. Um, like I, I'm constantly always learning stuff. <clears throat> I literally just earlier um, was practicing on some new thumbnail styles I want to try out. So I'm I'm going on four years in on the YouTube game. So I'm always trying to constantly evolve and constantly keep growing. So hey, when, if if I could ever help or you ever got questions, don't hesitate, bro. Bet, bet. And I'm gonna send you the link too um, to that to that one video we did. But yeah, like I said brutal okay. honesty, bro. Um, I got you. I mean, that's how that's how I learned. That's that's how Nicole is. She'd be like, "Tell me what you honestly think." I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah, don't pull no punches. She, she take it. <laughs> she take it well, but I feel like that's that's how we get better, you know. And I I have people do the same thing to me. I mean, most of the times, it's, it's like from people I don't know, and it's like honesty that I didn't ask them for. But some of them make valid points. So if it's valid point, I'll take it into consideration. But some people just be like, "Your video sucks. You can do this, this, and this." I'm like. And go feed your garden snake and get out my DM. <laughs> it, it happens, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Hey, we got one Whatever. more YouTube question, too, before you get out of here. What program do you use to edit? I personally use uh, Premiere Rush, but um, that's just what I use. I use, I plan on using, um, right now I use a program called LumaFusion, and I love it. That's what I've been using for the last two and a half years. Um, I love it because it's like, it's a great program to like introduce you to video editing software. It's an Apple program. It's 20 bucks and it's yours for life. So I've been using it and you can do like a lot of the big, you know, advanced features that you could do in Premiere. In the Premiere, I plan on eventually converting over to Final Cut Pro. Okay. Um, because I got a MacBook and um, I get like a discount on it if I buy it in like a certain amount of time. So I do want to use uh, Final Cut Pro, but I just, I'm still enjoying LumaFusion. It's easy, it's quick, it's simple. And then my uh, my MacBook is linked to my phone and my iPad. So like if I record some B-roll on my phone or if I, you know, do something on my phone, it's automatically put on my laptop. So it's easy. But whenever I decide to convert to Final Cut Pro, I'm going to start practicing with it before I full-blown convert over. But for right now, LumaFusion, if you have any Apple products, LumaFusion is the way to go. It's cheap. There's plenty of tutorials on YouTube, which is how I learn. Uh, it's very simple, and I love it. It's easy to convert everything over to um, line everything up as far as your audio and your visuals, and um, 
that's how I learned how to put my logo on the video. It's super simple, super easy, easy to use. So I love it. Gotcha. Yeah, Premiere Pro is not Premiere Pro, but Premiere Rush <laughs> is pretty uh, easy, straightforward to use. It, it's limited, um, okay. but it works for me because I'm, yeah, I'm not that that's savvy um, in like the video editing software. I tried to use like Premiere Pro and it was just too far above my head. I ain't there yet, but maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. at one point I'll move up to something that's a little more complicated to give me a little bit more functionality. But for what I'm doing right now, it's straight. Yeah, like you said, it works. It works for you. And I wanted something that wasn't. I wanted something that was a little more advanced than the YouTube editor. YouTube editor is very basic. You might as well use. I mean, it's it's slightly better than iMovie, but I still. I just didn't like the platform. So with LumaFusion, it's super easy. Um, I can literally do any and everything I want, and I'm still. I literally just learned how to do the zoom in and zoom out effect. You know what I'm saying? Just last week, but I've never really been into like the small things. But I know since I'm trying to do better at making more cinematic videos and everything like that, um, I just, I'll try anything. You know what I'm saying? I'll try it at least once. Whatever can improve my videos, I'll definitely try it. So, for sure. Word, word. Well, again, bro, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, I appreciate can you having have, me, man. I'm going to play the uh, outro real quick. Can you hang around for a couple minutes? And we can, oh, for sure, for we can sure. chat it up real quick. Everyone in the chat, appreciate y'all coming out. Appreciate all the comments. Appreciate the likes. Uh, please, please, uh, if you haven't liked the video, if you are in the chat and you haven't subscribed, definitely subscribe to both DW Exotics if you're not subscribed and to Herp Collectors. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate everyone for coming out. Y'all be blessed. Good night. Peace. I'm trying to find a thing.